All right. I'm calling the order to Planning and Zoning Commission meeting for the City of Centerville on Tuesday, January 2nd of 2024. First business will be swearing in of Commissioner Don Kalina. So you two. Being said, we'll move on to a roll call. Let's see if you want to get that. Yes, uh, Commissioner Kalina. Present. Uh, Commissioner Thompson. Here. Commissioner Kruger. Here. Commissioner Olson. Here. Commissioner Nelson. Here. All right, next thing is Pledge of Allegiance. We all stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, number three, approval of agenda. Before we do that, do we have any additions or subtractions? No. Okay, so if I can get a motion to approve the agenda. Uh, Mr. Chair, I'll move the agenda. Second. Well, any additional questions? Okay. All in favor, things by say aye. 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 Motion carried. Uh, next, we'll move on to public hearings. There are none tonight. Next section awards, presentation, appearances. There are none <coughs> for tonight. Moving on to old business. There are none. Section seven, new business. Uh, if we and uh, I don't see if you can discuss the yeah. resignation yes. of Commissioner Kuyper. Yes. yes, so uh, Commissioner Kuyper, our former chair, has submitted his resignation. He is relocating out of uh, Centerville. And so he has submitted his letter of resignation, resignation excuse me, and um, he just wanted to thank everybody for uh, the opportunity to work with everybody and Administrator Stoss as well. He really enjoyed his time, and he wishes everybody um, nothing but the best. So what we're asking is that the, um, the commission formally accept his resignation and declare a vacancy. All right, can we get a motion on that? I make a motion. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. I'll make a motion to accept uh, Les Kiefer's uh, resignation. I'll second. Any further discussion and comments? I just want to thank Les for his time, yeah. dedication. Yeah. It was great to have him on board. Yeah, he really was. All right, 
take a vote to approve the resignation. All in favor, signify saying aye. 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 Any opposed? No. All right, next item for new business is election of a chair and a vice chair. Yes, uh, so every year in January, then the commission elects a chair and a vice chair. Um, so it's a, a new opportunity every year. And so we need to go ahead and select a chair and a vice chair for this um, 2024. Usually the way that we do that is we make a motion uh, and then, you know, whoever you think wants to be um, chair, then uh, you would nominate that person and then vote on that person and the same thing with a vice chair. Let's go down the line. Does anybody want to jump out at being Mr. Chair? chair? I would like to nominate uh, John Kruger. I would like chair. to second that. I'll vote it. You knew that was coming, didn't you? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the chair, I guess. I'm retired now, so I have more time. <laughs> Does now anybody want to be study there? Robert's Rules of Order? <laughs> <laughs> no. I fall asleep. <laughs> Does anybody want to be, uh, who wants it? Anybody want to be the vice chair? Anybody? Well, I think DJ would continue to serve that well. Fine with that, yep. I'll second that. Okay. So we're going to go with myself as the chair and DJ is the vice chair. So if we can get a motion for that. I'll move that. I'll move John Kruger as the chair and Daryl <coughs> um, DJ Olson as vice chair. I second. Any further discussion? All in favor signify saying aye. 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 Any opposed? We'll move on. Congratulations. <clears throat> uh, the next item of new business is the concept plan for the Lalonde Redevelopment slash Ebert companies. So, Anastasia, you want to talk, discuss that? Yeah, so uh, let me get to the right place here. There we go. Okay, so I wanted to go ahead. The, um, when Mark sent the packet out, he put the presentation ahead of the staff memo, and so I just wanted to go ahead and reverse it and introduce the staff memo first, and then uh, we could certainly um, have the presentation. Uh, so if I'm just going to scroll down to the um, staff memo. Just, I won't read the whole thing, but I'll just point out a couple of items and give you an idea of some of the uh, comments that we've received thus far. So just one moment, please. Okay, yeah, here's Mark's memo. So just pointing out uh, just a couple of things. This is going to be in the downtown M2 zoning district. It is a planned unit development, which means that um, several of the requirements that allow for flexibility, um, certainly on any height requirements and um, setbacks, those kinds of things. Um, I want to point out, you know, here's the, the site. Um, one of the things that Mark noted in his uh, report is that the neighborhood to the south does not have the same buffering as the, um, as the properties to the north. And... Um, that is intentional uh, in terms of 
uh, future redevelopment opportunities. And so um, with a, a PUD, you don't, would not necessarily need to um, or recommend putting in additional buffering or anything like that. Uh, so you'll see it here at the north, but not necessarily at the south. Um, and then I just wanted to note one other thing about the, um, the street access. So it looks like, um, and they'll, they'll mention this in their, during their presentation as well, but Westview Street will be extended but still into a dead end. It will not extend all the way to Main Street um, and the road will have to be widened to um, allow additional um, traffic. Um, but the 600 to 700 trips per day is, is a very normal amount of traffic, so nothing that's too alarming. And then I did want to point out that I put a note in um, front of you. This is actually from our planner, Phil Carlson, and I'll make sure that our applicant has a copy. Um, he just made some comments about the, um, the various, you know, items and noting that the parking ratio of 1 to 5 to 1.7 spaces per unit is very typical of a multi-family project in the suburbs. The reason I'm mentioning that is because our regulations say 2 um, to 1 on, in, our, in our code. Um, the one comment that we received from Commissioner Linda Broussard-Vickers was that she was concerned that maybe there would not be enough parking. And then this is the feedback that we received from our planner, Phil Carlson. So wanted to make sure that we brought that up. Um, and then the, um, he also noted for future development that there's a suggestion for future development on the property to the south, which it is not part of this review but it should be carefully considered since it sets the character for an important corner of the downtown. So you're not really evaluating that today, but just keeping it in mind in terms of the conceptual um, plan for the area. Um, and then, you know, a few other notes, the density, uh, 90 to 110 um, units on a 2.9 acre comes into about 31 to 38 units per acre, which is well within range. Um, and then uh, placement of the site, he said, the concept completely fills the site out to the north and east sides, leaving little room for green space at the entry uh, experience or buffering on those two sides. On the north side of the structure would rise most of its four uh, levels very close to the lot line, shadowing the yards of the existing homes about 200 feet away, allowing the building and parking right up to Westview Street on the south is acceptable and appropriate for downtown. Uh, so he, you know, I won't read every single thing he said verbatim, but um, if you want to, you know, take a moment to look at it, I'm also going to give a copy to um, the applicant because we just received this this afternoon, so that, that'll actually be good feedback for them. Uh, and, what, and I want to remind everybody that we're not really working out the details right now, um, so in terms of, you know, what the cost for the uh, park dedication fees or any of that. We're not working any of the details um, out. We're really here to talk about um, the concept, um, the way it's presented. So I wanted to at least mention those things and see if there were any questions before you uh, bring the applicant up. All right, at that time, uh, the applicant from the Milan properties want to come forward and kind of 
go over their future development yeah. sketch. You can just say your name. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do some introductions here. <coughs> uh, Prop the whole crew here to answer any questions. Okay. So we'll try to go through and start. I'm Marcus Ebert, I'm Vice President of Ebert Companies, involved with the development and the construction division of the company. And I'm Jacob Podensky on the development side at Ebert. Uh, Jake Ellery on the construction side. Anyways, I uh, just want to open up by saying thanks for the opportunity uh, to present the project to you. The concept has certainly helped us as developers to get a feel kind of for how Centerville is. Uh, we're very interested in the community. We've been here a couple times. And been very appreciative so far of the time. So thank you. Um, a little bit about Ebert Companies. If you want to go to the next slide, uh, we are a locally based company out of Corcoran, Minnesota. Um, we self-perform our uh, general contractor, uh, so we build these as well as develop them. And we primarily focus on building uh, high-quality market-rate projects in what we'll call second and third-tier suburbs um, that maybe other developers have overlooked. But the niche for us is going into these communities and providing with a good product and a good housing option for. Uh, the residents, uh, like we've done with Delano and Farmington, just to name some from similar cities. So, you want to go to the property? Yeah, uh, I'm sure y'all are very well aware of the property, uh, the Lalonde property. It's been in the family for a long, long time. Uh, it's about a 2.89 acre property, currently a single family house. Uh, very central location within downtown, close to uh, you know the chain of lakes, uh, both Peltier and Centerville, trails, elementary school, uh, Main Street, you know, County Road 14 and 21, so very uh, central location within downtown, uh, creating some walkability within the downtown area. Uh, as Athanasia had mentioned, you know, this is the M2 downtown neighborhood district, so uh, you know, I did the comp plan for the 12 to 45 units an acre, uh, and this will also uh, our current plan here that we're proposing uh, is anywhere from 90 to 110 uh, market rate apartment units. Uh, this current plan shows a 110 unit plan. Uh, this is within a three-story building uh, with one level of underground enclosed parking. Uh, we'll get to this a little bit later, but uh, there's quite an elevation and grade change with the site, so that underground parking level is really going to be built into the slope, you know, kind of right in the middle of the site. So it's really, a, you know, if you're on the east side of the property where that parking lot is shown, uh, and I believe where the building height would be measured as well, you know, it's truly a three-story building, about you know, 30 to 35 feet or approximately. Uh, additional parking is going to be uh, currently shown on the west side, and then try to orient as much of the surface parking uh, to the east side, kind of pushing it all to the back side, keeping the lake views and along Main Streets as visible and um, you know, kind of clean and open with green space as possible. Current unit mix we're planning is you know a mix of Elko one and two bed, two bed plus den units. Uh, a market study will help us you know nail down the final unit mix and Yeah, mentioned the height already, uh, three stories, about 35 feet, uh, you know, following the downtown plan and the zoning code. Um, and then building, you know, we're planning to have you know, high quality exterior interior finishes and, and a highly amenitized building as well. Can you catch up? <laughs> uh, 
other, other direction. Other direction. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm. You want to go with the floor plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that works, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, right now the, the plan has about 1.6 parking stalls to, for every unit. Uh, so we find that uh, other market rate projects that we've done and just other comparable properties that are completed elsewhere, that's an appropriate amount of parking for, you know, the unit mix and other projects. So um, that's kind of where we landed, you know, that's about 100 parking stalls within the parking garage with the rest of the stalls being made up on the west and east uh, surface parking areas. Um, so yeah, here's, here's our floor plan at level one. Um, so you know, the main entrance kind of on the east side with a bigger parking lot is shown. A lot of common space as you walk in uh, with our main kind of club room and community area uh, facing west over the lake with our outdoor you know, patio kind of terrace area. Uh, so having a, a good amount of the outdoor amenities people can take advantage of. Uh, level two, um, all units, you know, this is again our journal unit mix that we have now. Then level three, same same floor plan, except uh, we're going to have a, a level three club room and uh, outdoor sky deck component, so nice view of the lake looking west. So yeah, we're planning. Uh, and here's a 3D perspective. Uh, I know it, this is really intended to just kind of show the overall scale and kind of grading. Um, so you can see that the first level, the brown area, would be your parking garage that's built into the grade, and then. The white would be the three stories of residential units above there. You know, that would be a combination of different building materials that we'll get into later. <coughs> uh, you know, patio doors, balconies, and, and windows and glazing. So, although it's not shown here, I just want to show the kind of scale and especially the outdoor green space as well in this image. Um, <coughs> I can talk a little bit about the, the exterior. This is our, our granite works project in, in Delano. So. Um, we're thinking very similar to that project. It's a, the exterior is a mix of, of uh, cement board, hardy board, uh, brick or stone, and decorative CMU. <coughs> balconies, uh, I believe, will be uh, aluminum bolt-on type balconies, um, but a product very similar to that. Large windows, large patio doors, flat roof. The other thing to, to kind of highlight here is just, you know, showing the, some of the variations in the building. Um, you know, no, no wall is really the same. You have recesses and projections, so, you know, want to tie that into um, some of the elements of the downtown plan. And later on, there's an image that shows the other side of the building that has an outdoor space, outdoor deck, that really has some, you know, architectural features to it. and then 
and then the the, um, the feature that we, we we're not showing yet is you know the prominent corner with the uh, French Canadian the French Canadian you know like not sure how we're going to do that yet that's going to be up to the architect but we do want to put something uh, on the building that really um, that can tie it in. Would the construction linear guys? We let them try to figure <laughs> yeah. out the fancy stuff. We were able. We took some. We got some pictures. Hopefully, to give some yeah. perspective. But yeah, we'll let the yeah. the different brains that people figure that part. We know out. it's important. It, so it we're is. Yeah. Incorporate it into the building Good. somehow. I just can't tell you exactly what that's going to look like right now. And then some of the these, these are all examples of projects that we've uh, built before. But it, again, it, it shows you the quality and the and the style that. We understand the high amenities drive high, mm -hmm. high rents and the right kind of uh, uh, renter for, for the market. And, so. and there's examples of the unit interiors. Be very similar. And the outside, somewhere in between all that. Just more examples. And again, highlighting some of the outdoor amenities because we really want to, you know, draw the people in with the outdoor and the, the sky deck and the common areas and to just take advantage of those lake views. So um, this kind of shows you some examples of how we can do achieve some of that. Yeah, um, so a few of the, the challenges, um, constraints, and things that we've thought about on the project so far, uh, obviously the site elevation. So from Main Street on the west side to about the center of the property, there's about a 30-foot elevation change. So that really limits, you know, what you can build and how you build it. So we've really laid out the site, you know, as far as access points, parking, and the building centered in the building, you know, because of that elevation, in addition to, you know, the, the kind of U-shaped building to really take advantage of, of those lake views, as we mentioned. Um, you know, so as we're, you know, talking about where the parking is, where the building is, you know, the, the elevation is a key element to all that. Uh, another one in one of the previous images, uh, which we didn't really talk about, is we, you know, we're showing a storm pond there as far as, you know, as a, a usefulness as far as stormwater management, but then we also look at that as an amenity, um, you know, be nicely landscaped and, you know, be a, something nice to look at in addition to the lake. Um, but that's another consideration on where that storm pond's going to go and how do we manage stormwater, you know, per Rice Creek watershed uh, requirements. So had initial conversations with the Rice Creek watershed so far, and those details will continue as, as we progress here as well. And then, uh, you know, the adjacent properties and creating that buffer, uh, you know, there's a few houses to the north, so, you know, there's good amount of woods there and trees now, but, you know, maintaining some type of buffer separation with, with those adjoining properties, you know, north and south, um, you know, as well as the school. So creating some type of buffer separation. Uh, as far as site access goes, all access would be off of Westview Street. Uh, I think one of the previous images as well showed Westview Street going to Main Street. That is, you know, not only are we not considering that, okay. I don't even believe that's an option to continue Westview Street. So I think Westview Street may need to be 
added on to going west a little bit for that for our garage access, but it would not go all the way back to Main Street like it was previously. So all, all access would be off of Westview Street. Um, and then again, you know, considering height, density within the code, uh, within the downtown plan, um, you know, those are also things that we've, we've thought about as far as, you know, the 110 units falling within that range, how, how tall the building's going to be. So um, just wanted to mention those again as well. Dick, it's always, is it okay to ask questions? Mm -hmm. Dick, it's always difficult to tell, for me at least, in concept drawings and stuff, but um, soil-wise, do you expect the site balance? Are you taking a bunch off? Are you bringing a bunch in? I, I think we yeah. would expect this to balance. It's balanced pretty close. Cool. Yeah, if we're cutting into the hill so much that there, there's a lot of places for that dirt into the storm ponds and stuff like that. I mean, until we get the civil works, you know, well underway, we won't know, but it's not going to be a huge import okay. or export site. So we hope to balance it as best we can. I have a question. My yeah. understanding is you guys have been in communication with the schools? Yes. About the traffic? Potentially, yeah, potentially working something uh, with them because they've kind of got a, well, you've had some conversations, you probably could. <coughs> yeah, I know they want to expand where their buses park and turn around to. I know there's a peninsula that's kind of in between the two properties now that, you know, there'll probably be some type of coordination and collaboration between us as far as, you know, we're, we're going to share share the road and if they open up that. <coughs> so, you know, met with the school district um, officials a couple months ago to talk about, you know, our general site plan. And at that time, we didn't have this level of detail even so, but we'll, you know, stay in constant communication with what their plans are for their buses and traffic and how they, you know, how they both collaborate together, so. So how, how is the traffic, which I know it's going to affect it, how is it going to affect that four-way stop? There's a four-way stop that's right there. Mm -hmm. So what's this going to do? As well, I mean, people live there, so there are going to be a lot of people at that four-way stop. Right. So it, what's the navigation for that? Well, yeah, I mean, everybody will have to go out the same way. Well, um, yeah, but, but it's but by an elementary school. Right. Yeah, I, elementary school has got the, you know, they have their times where they're constantly coming and going. The yeah. apartments is, is, you know, 110 individual households that are leaving at different times. So hopefully it's spread out enough. But the blunt answer is it's going to increase traffic in that area. There's, yeah. No other, yeah. I don't, there's no other way to do it unless we're going to really go to Maine, which I don't think is the right call either, obviously. So, uh, yes, there will be some increased traffic. In, in I just worry about the children. Absolutely. No, we do too. And that's why we engaged the school earlier is that we knew, uh, you know, developing access schools, good and bad. You know, the opportunity for residents to be that close to school, and that's a big benefit for some of the, some of the sure. people moving in with small families. Uh, but yeah, <coughs> limitations on just one exit and one exit, you know, one of those are going to have some increased traffic naturally. And if I could just add on to that, um, in Mark's memo that he um, included in the packet, he did say something about traffic. He said it would increase traffic by uh, 600 trips, 300 in, 300 yeah. out. And then he also said the capacity of Centerville Road and the intersection at Main and Centerville Road are both likely adequate for this increase in volume. Uh, for context, the number of vehicles per day on Main Street in this area is around 11,000. So I did speak with him earlier about this as well, and you know, 600 he he thought was was very doable. Doable. Yeah. Definitely, definitely something to be no, no, no worries, so. You mentioned one uh, 
find that there would be some shadowing over to the property to the north. How is that going to affect them? Uh, well, we don't have a shadow plan yet as far as where our heights and, you know, the sun is, you know, falls mm -hmm. in their backyard. But, you know, with, uh, with the old mature trees, you know, hopefully that does create a good separation and buffer that it's not, and with the big backyards there, it's not going to be shadowing houses we, we anticipate. Most of the shadows should fall on the school playground lot and stuff, right? Yeah, being the property is west facing, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned something about buffering between uh, property owners. Well, on the east side, you only show about five foot setback between the property line and the parking. How do you anticipate uh, having some type of a, I don't know if it's plantings or whatever, to block the view to the school? There'll be, there'll be a lot of extensive landscaping. Um, it's very typical. Five feet doesn't give you much space. What's that? Five feet doesn't give you much space. Oh, well, again, the, the <laughs> plans are not final either, so we can take that comment and, and try to work with it. So will there be enough parking inside for each unit to have one spot, probably? We're, we're, we're trying to get one-to-one. -one. It's close right now. And then how many elevators is that building have? Just one? There'll be two elevators. Okay. And they're gonna be, there's going to be market rate, yep. so higher higher end units. Yeah, upscale. You could call it luxury, but sometimes it's too short. So, you know, Everything's yeah. luxury. Yeah. It depends if you're buying or selling. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys hope to break ground, I mean, what's your anticipation if everything falls in place? I mean, when are you hoping to? Well, with the entitlement process, like June? Yeah, um, you know, if everything goes smoothly through the, you know, the city, yeah, um, June, July, I guess sometime in the summer. And it'll take about a year or just yeah. under to complete it? A little over a year. It'll probably be taking rent or rents before complete to them. We should try to get some type of model or work with the city on getting some pre-leasing done to generate some interest. Well, I was glad to hear you guys talk about that touch of the French architecture. And uh, it's important because it, it's in the master plan, but we really haven't had any development in that whole area for since the school time. was built. It was 40 years ago. And so um, there'll be a lot of people paying attention to the exterior of the building and how it looks in the city of Centerville and um, you know the architect will I'm sure come up with something that he'll be able to convince us is a French accent right. um, but I just wanted to reiterate that it, it, we think that's important so I'm happy to hear you guys sure. talk about addressing that. So for clarification just to, to recap on those couple things um, DJ, you had said, you know, you were wanting to make sure that there was um, adequate or uh, abundant plantings mm -hmm. on the east between the building and the school mm -hmm. on the east side, okay? Um, so just to make sure that we get that. And then the um, architecture, in terms of materials, do we want to give them any feedback on, um, is it just the focal point on that southeast um, corner um, for the French architecture, or are there other comments about... So it says aluminum on there? 
Aluminum balcony. Yeah, yeah. I, that's not French, is it? I don't the think it's French. Oh, you, well, you can make aluminum. Can you, you can make it look like rot. You can twist. You can do okay. You can do anything with aluminum, almost. You can't do oh. rot iron. It's just, it's just, it's just okay. So you would make that look a little more Frenchish. That's a big deal. Okay, <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I know that for some of the elements, uh, we learned a little bit about French. Architect. We didn't know a lot about it, so I'm trying to, if there's other, I know there's twisting, and then there's corporal, or, uh, dormers, dormers yep. and some other yeah, elements. The Manford yeah. roofs and all those yeah. dormers. Yeah, we didn't worry about the mansion. iron, I know, is important, and those don't represent, that's a, those are white balconies, obviously, you can get them in any color, and you can do black, and make them look different. Just, uh, and again, brick is, brick is good. The more brick, the better. I know you're roughly 15% brick, and you know any opportunity to increase that, especially on the part that faces the lake bed. That's what people are going to see. Would be yeah. something to consider. Is it more important on the on that the west facing than? That's the Bruce Thompson old. personal opinion. Yeah. I don't want to speak for the rest of the board, but that's what I think. Right. But that's what the that's the that's part that people are going to see. And that will make a huge impression on Centerville for people that are coming yeah. into Centerville off that um, uh, Main Street. Mm -hmm. I agree. One question that comes up about uh, parking and that sort of thing, how is the traffic flow from the apartments going down the lake going to be affected with walkers? Yeah, have you guys talked about that at all? Um, <clears throat> so you've got um, a couple hundred people, and you've got this lake that's right across the street. <clears throat> How are you going to get people from there to the lake? Well, right now, I mean, you'd have to go on the sidewalks along um, Centerville Road. You know, you have to cross Main Street and then go on the on the south side of Main Street and then go past the park and then down to where they do the ski show. So, okay, so yeah, you'd have to go that that way. The one suggestion that I would have, maybe less this is where you're headed, is <clears throat> you want to figure out a way to make it difficult for anybody to go down across the uh, promenade and cross Main Street to get to the lake. Because it's such a confirming <clears throat> system. That's the, that's the shortest way to get there, and somebody's going to figure out that's the shortest way. And so anything you can do that um, sort of dissuades people from you know, crossing yep. there, right. yeah. would well, be, well, I think, beneficial. Dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, yeah at certain yeah. times a day, that's already pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Isn't there a fence in front of that property? There is no chain link, chain link fence. Okay. Okay. I, just, I just had one more thing, mm -hmm. Chair, Commissioners, you know, if we were to do a formal application for this type of project, is that something that would work in this city and you guys would, you know, consider our formal application? That's your question. Uh, yeah, so that's why we're giving the feedback, so that's why I was saying 
you know, are those our comments so that they could go back and then it will cost some money to put that preliminary plot together. Um, so we, we addressed um, buffering um, and then uh, any other um, concerns or questions. Certainly the materials, you, you said maybe 15, more than 15%. Um, do you feel like you captured the everything that- Yeah, we know we've got more to work. I mean, that's why we do this yeah. is yeah. to get a good first blush, yeah. but in general, you know, support yeah. or not support of yeah. the product is, so is probably the, just the kind of gauge of temperature that you guys- Yeah, so you like the project and you mm -hmm. want them to prepare an application to come back. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, great. We really appreciate the time again. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We'll take the comments under consideration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's really just feedback, and then I'll follow up with him, with them tomorrow, and um, put the comments in writing so they have that for guidance. Well, one of the my takeaways is going to be the traffic part of That's it. That's my concern. Huge and concern with the school. With the school mm -hmm. and and people going down to the lake, and <coughs> they only add a few more cars a day. But those cars are all coming at the same time. And same spot. Yeah. So now would be a good time to maybe say that we would like a traffic study or something. I think so. I drove down there because I wanted to see it, and it, 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 it just the thought of all that traffic coming through right by that school. How are they going to do that? I walk down there frequently, and that was primarily the question I had. And and you brought it up, and I thought about going around the lake and that sort of thing. Yeah, when I first saw the plan, I saw the Westwood Drive going out to Main Street. It's like, oh, that ain't happening. Uh, County no, won't allow yeah, that. Exactly. No. The county won't allow that. That would be well, dangerous. How did you make the grade on that? Well, exactly. And then the thing is, you're, you're right at that corner. That's a blind spot. Yeah. Yeah. But Westfield will have to be widened yes. a little bit. Widened, so. yes. Um, I do want to just um, draw your attention to portion of the MOU, um, it, it essentially says that the developer and the school need to work together to figure out traffic concerns. Uh, if there are other traffic concerns, I could certainly pass the feedback. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and I just moved here, so I, I don't, I didn't really pay much attention to the school. Are there two entrances to the school? There are, but I know when buses come in, they enter on the east side isn't that what they typically do and then they okay. come out the west mm -hmm. or is it yeah because I, I know there's a difference just because a lot of people come in on the east side too with cars for drop-off <coughs> and that's a pretty the drop-off the cars always come in there by the part apartments of progress yes but buses always come in off central road they do come, come in, off that and the they end. park in yeah. okay well that means they're only going coming in that west entrance and mm -hmm. coming out that west entrance i just think what we're going to find out with apartment traffic you're going to find that people that live there will adjust their schedules and stuff around the, the school traffic. Because it's just like when, I've been here 25 years, and it's like when they built the Eaglebrook Church on 20th, it was a massive amount of cars and traffic. 
so much that we had to direct traffic mm -hmm. to the police for a while until he put up those stoplights. Yeah. So I don't know what the county looks at. Maybe a traffic study would maybe look at stoplights there. Yeah, I, I can definitely <coughs> um, mention that. I, hear you I do want to show you that. that in the MOU that, was uh, that went before council, um, there is a provision mm -hmm. in here for the school district, and it, it does state that the developer will coordinate its design and construction with the school district with the goal of adequate bus circulation, traffic, security, and other aspects of importance to the school. But I will pass along um, the request for a traffic study as well. Well, I know, I know the guy, the county engineer that built Wyden Main Street years ago, mm -hmm. it was like 15 years ago, and I know they roughed in all the electric and the, the utility stuff for future stoplights at Main and Centerville if they were ever needed. Okay. So I know it's not huge. I mean, maybe we, we want to approach the county yeah. about this too, because I, like you said, if traffic starts backing up. Yeah, he's making. Um, yeah. It'd be nice to have stoplights there to, to regulate the traffic, get it, keep it moving safely. Because mm -hmm. right now, I mean, a four-way stop, it kind of can get backed up at times. So well, yeah. I think if we, if the city continues to grow, if they get, if, you know, if we, if we get closer to that 5,000 mark, um, you're going to find that intersection will eventually have to be signalized just because mm -hmm. it's, just yeah. because of the amount of traffic. My um, concern is that any traffic that comes down Centerville Road from where the school is, because I think that's just an extension of Centerville Road, isn't it, to Westwood? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's going to be the first one that's going to back up bad. Yeah. And with stoplights, they can time them out where it's going to allow more cars to move from the north out there. Yeah. Them back up. Is there, I'm just thinking, is there a way, I don't know if it's possible, but to keep it so that Westville, or was it Westville? Westview. 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 If Westview is separate from the school, I don't I, I don't know. I just didn't look at that that closely, but to keep the school separate so that that apartment traffic is, is the only traffic that's there and not the school, and maybe the school right. does something different. Well, they'll be blending together, though. Because yeah, of the parking lot comes yeah. out on Centerville Road. Yeah, when they come out, they'll be blending, though, on Centerville Road. I have to go drive there again. I think that, <laughs> that extension was just Because I don't remember the school. To facilitate just, the I just school remember traffic. the Westview uh -huh. Road. But I didn't see the other entrance. That's, that's how I kind of think, because they will be blending together when they both exit there, exiting the and if that other corner line gets built out the way, then it's just going to put more pressure. Well, the city owns the empty yeah. part, and then, yeah. and then uh, Camp Barron or Barron Preston. Yeah, yeah. And the Velowski's, that's the last one. Yeah. 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 Is there two other houses? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
completely block this off. I, I think well, it probably well, could, but I don't know that they would they like it for the buses. Cause cause yeah. Because there's no way for buses to turn around. Yeah. Yeah, I think a traffic study is it possible? I don't know. This is something to develop. So I'll pass another, like a little turnaround. Right here. Interesting part is they maximize the site, which so gives them entrance much ability to put landscaping around the Takes this completely away from the school, so that they're not fighting for that street. I don't know. Thinking out loud and dreaming. Maybe a higher fence, privacy. Problem solved. Yeah. Because you don't want the kids getting over from the park playground over to the parking lot of the apartment. Are they thinking this is more of like a, a, adults, or are they thinking there are going to be kids in the the complex? Or? There could be some. It's going to be two or three. It's going to be it's going to be a mix. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're going to do a market study okay. and determine because this is just a concept. So right. they're going to do a market study and they're going to determine how many one bedrooms or two bedrooms they need, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and then you know what people are looking <coughs> for. So that'll dictate the. Okay. So before we move on, I was going to ask Russ this since he's on the council. Is the council kind of been discussing with them already about yay or nay? Does this look good to move forward maybe because you guys <coughs> are doing the financing for it or whatever? So. Yeah, uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. You know, and that's a good point, and that's what that mem um, MOU is, um, that <coughs> Memorandum of Understanding. And, and so essentially they came to the council and asked that we give our take or our thoughts on the whole idea really of TIF, right, tax increment financing. So not only are they proposing what they're proposing, they're going to ask the taxpayers to help support it financially. So they were talking about a 15-year TIF, and um, if you guys want to talk about what a TIF is afterward, I'd be more than happy to share my thoughts on it. I thought to see if it help us out with that too. But <clears throat> so you got a lot of things going on here, and I think everything looks great and it's beautiful. And um, but yeah, I don't think the council's in 100% agreement. Maybe some TIF, but maybe not as long as they want. Yeah, and just to add to that, what I heard at the council meeting. Um, so the ask was for between 10 to 15 years. And uh, what I heard was a lot of um, 10, maybe 12. Uh, maybe the eight. sentiment, <laughs> say, maybe eight. Yeah, okay. yeah. What one person said eight. Yeah. So, um, I, I, the consensus was that um, the project looked good. Um, they were in favor of um, the project, but the terms have not been worked out. And the ask was about two million over a 10 to 15 year, um, and then the. Uh, the terms have just not been set out. So our finance consultant is actually, she has to establish a TIF district and look at all of those things. But before a lot of that, because we received an escrow to go forward and pay the consultant to do the research and figure out um, the but-for test, which is will this project happen if there's no TIF? And if there is a TIF, how much is actually needed for the TIF and how long um, should we you know, reasonably say is acceptable, and our finance consultant will give us her recommendation as to what that looks like, and she will present that to the council. The council. Chris, does a county and a school district have to sign on to the TIF as well, or is it just the city? No, it's the, it's city, the city, but it does affect the county and the school district too. So, um, you know, and that's a whole subject for another night, right? But I do, I do want to. Um, 
I'm going to edit my mind here what I want to say without getting too far down. Um, but I think it's very important when we do projects like this. I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I work for the people. I work for you folks sitting here. And I have made it very clear in, in my comments to, to Mark, um, officially on the record and off the record, I want to make sure that people understand what we're going to do here. And the people that live there, the people that don't live there, I think it's a beautiful project, right? Mm -hmm. But we're going to ask people to kick in two to two and a half million dollars on this. And it is going to increase traffic there. One of the things in surveys that we have done in the past, and I will hear it often, but when people come to these meetings or whatever, we love this small town feel, that's why we moved here. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and Don, maybe you can even comment on that. You put a traffic light at the corner of Centerville Road in Maine, that's going to put a big dent in your downtown feel. Adding another 600 cars moving in and out of there, it, it's pros and cons, right? Because you want to get to 5,000, or don't you want to get to 5,000, but you need traffic counts, but when you get the traffic counts, this whole like thing, it. it's yeah. not just one thing. You, you know, they want 14,000 cars going by there. So Mark's talked about before, you pick your spot, and you draw a three-mile um, circle around there, mm -hmm. and they're going to count the cars on the rooftops. But when you get more cars, that comes at a price. So... That's what we have to decide. Do people want, and then I hear this, well, taxes. Yeah, great. You know, taxes get a little high, but I don't see a boatload of homes for sale around here either. And when they go up for sale, they go pretty fast. So an extra two, three hundred bucks a year, is it worth it? I don't know. So those are the things that be, before I'm willing to move forward, I I'm, I'm, was hoping Mark would be here tonight because I'm going to figure out when I'm going to go start knocking on doors. Because if that's what I have to do, that's what I'm going to do to make sure people are aware of what's going on here. So, it, it, just a bunch of little things to consider. I like the idea. I like the project. What a place to put it, right? Overlooking that lake would be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get some help getting that lake cleaned up, by the way, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Mr. Chair, thank you for the time. I do appreciate it. So, looking at TIP, does they, there, there's the 10, the 15, but is there times where you just cap it and just say one million or two million once they hit that mark boom correct could be, and that could happen in seven or eight years correct because it's one or two it's all the taxes total school pay as you go county and yes and they, once they hit the two million boom then they got back to their I think I found a see if can answer that better night it's gonna pay as yes. you go once you got that number set if yes. you hit it in five years great Yep. It takes 15, and yes. that's the max time, and if they don't get there, 15 right. is over, right? Yeah, and that's going to be, um, we've talked to the finance consultant, and that's what she. That's the research that she's doing now. And so she will actually present that to the council, because the TIF agreement and everything goes before council, and they determine um, and vote on what they're okay with. Because that side of the building with that <laughs> value, kind of units there, the taxes would normally be high. Yeah. On something like that, so yeah. it wouldn't fill their. They'd hit that mark faster because of the value, the right market value. Yeah, yeah. How does how much does TIF uh, financing does it affect like the residents of Centerville? Will they see oh. an increase in their own tax okay. because of this project? Um. So the 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 current citizens are not actually paying the taxes for the project. It's mm -hmm. going to be future taxes. Um, and so the, how that the details of that, um, Tammy, our finance consultant, could tell you a little bit more. But 
the cost of the tiff today is not going to impact the today's taxpayers right now for this project the future is down the road right the future taxes the difference between the taxes you get now and the taxes that you will get that will determine future taxes and that sort of thing how often is tiff been used in centerville or the board's project just once i think that was a huge backfire yeah Yeah, and, and I think the key, right, it's increment. Increment. So whatever, if, they're, if they're paying four grand a year in property taxes right now, they'll continue to pay that. Yes. It's whatever, but once that building goes up and they're going to pay 30 grand a year, if it was four, now it's 30, they're going to, 26,000 goes back to them. See what I'm saying? So, I mean, this is just so fundamental basic. It's not exactly how it works, but... Um, I think the, are people going to pay for it? No, but what you have to remember is your expenses go up too. You're going to depreciate sewer lines, water lines, and stormwater. Um, you pay the Mac Council for every gallon of sewage that, that gets pumped out of here. We pay for all that, essentially by the thousand a gallon or whatever it is, but we pay for that. So a lot of that is pass-through cost, um, but not all of it, but you still have to put the lines in. You're going to have more police calls, as John would know, more fire calls. You're going to have all of that. So your expenses are going to go up, and when those expenses go up, that is what the taxpayer is going to pay for. Right. Because we will not have the funds. So if they cause our fire calls to go up five, six grand a year, that's going to be shared amongst the people paying taxes today. So, you know, again, I apologize if I went on too much, but... There are so many things. It's I love seeing these presentations and I love seeing the concept, mm -hmm. but getting there isn't as simple as mm -hmm. it sounds. I have two questions. Has anybody else inquired on the property for something else? Um, there have been discussions. Um, uh, let me just think back for a moment. Um, so the estate representative, which is David Chadma, who is in the audience is tonight. That, also that, was, okay. that was that was him, yes. Um, they decide who they want to work with. Okay. There has been another um, person that came in, but their ask, they were going to need like $5 million in TIF. And, um, and then, you know, I don't remember all the specific details, but the project was proving to be too difficult. Sure. Um, to make the numbers work, et cetera, et cetera. So that ask did not actually go to council, you know, because it was significantly higher. And then uh, David liked, you know, their proposal, Ebert's proposal, and said, you know, I think I want to work with these folks. And uh, that's how we got here. I guess what came to mind was a beautiful assisted living that overlooks a lake and you take your grandma and grandpa there or your parents there and they live out and they get to look at the yeah. lake. And that, so I was just... And you have a lot of traffic. Yeah, yeah, less traffic, yeah. yeah. And then the other thing, is there somewhere else that this could go? Another property? Oh, I think they want this property. I know they the want that property. The they, they yeah. Do. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they've done two projects, what, Delano and where else? 
Farmington? Were both of those projects test? Did you find yes, out? Yes, they both were. Were they on the lake? Were they? No, were they, they were both. I thought no, the they both were tiffed, and one of them, Farmington, I believe, is not open yet. It's about to be, um, and they were both blighted um, okay. properties. They, that they didn't have, like a. It was a blighted scenario. We don't have a blighted scenario. Amazon last year. Now we have this year. Did we tip Amazon at all? No. 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 <laughs> I don't think we would need to. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to stop from asking. Nor <laughs> Quick Trip, nor yeah. Novella. No. Yeah. Or Nor Atlas. Okay. Or Sutton. Sutton's not tipped either. No. 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 They wanted to get out of Minneapolis. I remember them coming in here. They were in North Minneapolis before that. I don't think uh, the roofing and siding place, they weren't tipped either, were they? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. That cleaned up a real life. So there hasn't been a tip since I've been here, and I've been here two years. Was that a part of the building that we're going to put north of Norbella? Were they asking for a tip? I believe that was a tip ask, wasn't okay. that, Russ? Um, yes. Boy, that should be burned in my memory. Sorry, Mr. Chair, I don't mean to overstep that. Um, but yeah, I do believe they were um, asking for some yeah. financial support. And he also had a height consideration there, too, didn't he? Yes, they were going. Four, four stories, yeah. 45 feet, something like that, 48 up in this area here. They didn't okay. seem like they were that much taller than some of the homes over there, though. Very <laughs> fun. Didn't seem like they were that much taller than some of the homes over there. And the lino side. Oh, yeah, the, the bank side was right yeah. there. The oh, villa is back good. in here. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, and, and Mr. Chair, if I might, and, and just the other thought, and, and I want to be very um, courteous and professional to these developers, and I don't want developers out there saying we don't want to come to Centerville because it's so hard to work with. No, we don't want any of that either. So it's really tough. But what's also tough, and I'm sure they understand it, but when we have to um, explain this to the people, to the people that live here, and then what tends to happen after a while, it's even like Amazon. What if in three, four, five years now, there's traffic threefold what we see today? Mm -hmm. And then you know what they're going to say, what'd you do that for? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have crystal balls. So I, I know it's not possible to predict every alternate scenario and every possibility, but I try. Right. I try to think of what these things could happen that we don't always think about. You know, and it's just like, I, I remember when we had our Saturday, um, Council uh, retreat a few, this would have been what, 2020? Mm -hmm. I remember Mayor Parr at the time saying the economy's great, the interest rates are great, everything's humming, everything's great. And guess what happened? But it, and we were, we were talking about doing some financial, taking a little more financial risk. And what happened about a month or so later? COVID. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I wasn't mm -hmm. for that. And, and my concern to the mayor was you just can't predict the future. You don't know what's going to, who would have ever thought COVID would but if we would have done some of those things, it would not have been prudent. We would have kind of got, got short. So I'm not being conservative all the time. We can't do anything, but we just have to be careful and spend our money. So that's my whole thing is I just want to make sure that we have public input on this. Yeah. And if the people want it, I'm checking the box. I think the big thing is, is we need to wake up Centerville from their slumber. Like any community, right? Yeah. But if I have to go knock on doors, When the traffic study comes back saying that there need to be stoplights there, mm -hmm. I don't want to see the city having to pay for those. A developer should have to. 
because they're adding the traffic in there. And that could be expensive. Well, and, and to your point, Mr. Chair, you know, you mentioned Eagle Book and the traffic there, and now we got those, which is probably about five, six hundred homes on there now. Well, yeah, probably yeah, right. five hundred in Watermark. Mm -hmm. And so, what is the county doing? Looking at the traffic study down twentieth. Yeah. Right. And it's it, because it has become an issue. And I live there on Seventy Third. And if I want to take a left at nine o'clock on a 45 on a Sunday morning, you ain't getting up. <laughs> you are not getting up. So um, they are looking at all of that. And the safety thing that was, you asked a very good question about other developers that there, that was a very good question in DJ on uh, people crossing the street there because that's exactly what's going to happen. And that is a blind spot. And, you know, somebody gets hurt or, God forbid, you know, killed it. And because they're walking across, you're not going to stop it. How do we handle those things? And then what are you going to hear? What would you do that for? My, my spouse or friend or child is no longer with us because you guys put that apartment building there. We have to find, it does, they're not roadblocks, but we have to overcome these obstacles because you guys are just, that's what I love about this group. You guys are smart. You think of things and you, and you feed off each other. And I just love it because you guys get me going. That was a great point about that trip. For the sake of getting a little extra tax money every year, have somebody get hurt there. I'm not doing it. And that was a great point. I didn't really quite think of that myself. So I love this group. I think one thing that makes me kind of think about stuff like that is when they have the water ski show there mm -hmm. <laughs> on Thursdays. It's not really that safe for people that are, because there's a lot of people that are coming up walking, they're biking, and the traffic don't slow down. And you have people that come from other Towns. Other towns that come in, it's really popular. Mm -hmm. Look forward to it. Yeah. And Go early and set on a bench. They're great <laughs> points, and John's got a lot of experience with that in law enforcement, and we, I think we can figure it out. Mm -hmm. But I think you guys, you guys were very astute in pointing that out. So, thank you, Mr. Chair, for the comments. I don't usually comment that much in the meeting, so. <laughs> Anybody else have anything on the Rolon development? All right, let's move on to approval of minutes from December 5th minutes. Everybody look through them. <coughs> Actually, I read them today, and I move to accept them. I'll second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Signify aye. saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion <coughs> carries. Section 9, announcement updates. We'll go right to you, Russ, Council Member Russ. Oh, I go first. Well, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I actually did have quite a things written down, and I will try to um, bebop right along because it's been a while since we've met. Um, first of all, welcome to Ms. Don Kalina. Thank, thank you very you. much for thank being you. here and for contributing to um, your community, our community. And you are new to the community, and I think that's a little extra special. Okay. Uh, a lot of folks don't like to jump in right away, as Mr. Thompson did at 1.2. Um, so, and, and a special thanks, of course, to Les, um, his contributions, and um, to, to do what you folks do, and to commit and take that time, and it can be a personal sacrifice for a lot of folks, but um, Les did a great job. We had an opening for the, for the chair, he just jumped right in. 
and um, he didn't hesitate. And so um, it's a commitment that most people aren't willing to make, and you folks do, and Les did, and we want to for, for sure um, thank him for his selflessness and give him back to the community, and uh, we are losing very valuable resident and uh, so I bid him peace and happiness wherever he may go. Thank you very much Les wherever you are. We uh, sure appreciate everything you've done. I want to say thank you too. We just got through the holidays here but I know Centennial Fire and Centennial Police shot a lot of um, oh my goodness the things they do. Um, the food drives and <coughs> excuse me this gifts and everything they help distribute um, God bless those folks. I mean, fire and police, and I mean, I just, it's amazing all the things they do, and they took um, their time that they donate, and the Lions, too, had a nice little event on Christmas in the park. Um, I want to thank Mr. Rowan Shaw. He was our um, junior council member, um, so if you don't know what the junior council member is, ask me afterward. I'll explain it to you how it works. But it's what the city won an award for here at the end of June at the uh, um, League of Minnesota Cities Conference in June in Duluth. And you're going to see a lot of other cities jumping on board doing this junior council members. So thank you very much to Rowan Shaw. Um, <laughs> some of these young folks are pretty doggone smart, man. They, I don't think I was that I know I wasn't that smart when I was that age. And it's just amazing the input that these young folks come up with. And we have a new member. Uh, her name is Avery uh, Sauber, and if I got that right. So we're going to welcome Amy, and we interviewed her at our last council meeting, and um, she too is going to be a very good addition and represent that program well. Um, Did you have applicants to, they had to choose from? Was there multiple? We or? worked through the school. Okay. So the superintendent, they come up with a short list of, of uh, candidates and um, I'm not quite sure how they narrow it down yes. to three or four. So no, they usually pick one because it's um, you know disappointing to the other students and so they do usually select okay. their first hmm. can choice candidate and yeah. that's how that's gone and so they far. come before the council yes. usually prior to the, in the work session and we do a little interview with them and, yes. and explain the program and uh, yeah, so I think it's just a wonderful thing, and that was an idea of our mayor, who does a very, very fine job as our mayor, and we were lucky to have him as well. Mm -hmm. um, I did attend the Anoka County uh, City Officials meeting in December. Um, if you want to know what happens there, it's basically what that is. It's a meeting for all elective, elected officials in, a, in the cities within the county. So they have a quarterly meeting, so we get to hear... Um, county officials speak and present and those kind of things and it's a good, good way to, to meet your neighboring neighbor city council members so um, yeah so I did that and uh, good stuff we heard there that's about all that I have happy new year to everyone happy 2024 and I think we're gonna we got a lot of stuff in store for us and uh, we're gonna need you folks too <laughs> To, uh, we're going to need you for sure. We're going to lean on you to get through um, a lot of these projects and uh, all that. So thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Russ. Moving on to Mr. Report. Yeah. Yes, thank you. First, I'd also like to say uh, welcome, Don. It's great to have you on board. 
think it's neat being new um, because you have a fresh eyes, fresh perspective, and you really kind of can't get that unless you're new. So it's always, it's always really special, like Russ said. Uh, so I'm going to just hit a few of the highlights. Um, so the one vacancy that we are going to have is um, the pending um, seat from Linda Broussard-Vickers. So um, she, <coughs> during her um, acceptance to be on the, on the commission, she had noted that she would like to step down as, as soon as somebody else comes forward. So that's the one vacancy that the commission now would have. Uh, so if there are interested candidates out there, then um, please give us a call at City Hall, and we'd be happy to talk with you about what this uh, commission does and, uh, and see if you're interested and if you'd like to uh, serve on the committee. Um, so the, it looks like the uh, Name a Snowplow contest has been extended. I'm sure we'll have a few more details on that uh, after tomorrow because the Parks and Rec Committee, uh, they're meeting tomorrow night. Uh, so I'm sure we'll have a, a few more details after that. Um, I know there's been a couple of entries, um, but maybe not enough, uh, hence the extension. Um, we, we had a, um, Mark and I attended the Anoka County Regional Economic Development Retail Summit, and I was really excited to attend. We had this special um, poster designed by um, Lonnie Olson Graphic Design. And we had really professional-looking site selection um, brochures, and uh, stood right next to Coon Rapids. And we even had swag um, to hand out to folks. It was um, we had sticky notes, something that that stays around and lingers on people's desks. And uh, I thought that was would be a nice lasting impression that we could have. And while there, Mark and I were able to talk to several developers and um, even make introductions to the folks from Kelly's um, to some of the developers. So lots of um, interest and, uh, you know, I met a handful of folks and so did he, so it was really great. And uh, hopefully we'll get some more development from that. Um, as uh, Russ already said, uh, congratulations to um, our acting chair and now chairman uh, John Cougar today for his retirement. Uh, sorry, I could not attend. I was out of town, but glad you had a great turnout. Uh, and then you saw the um, the Santa parade. A lot of this news seems old now that it's been like a month ago because we have we haven't met in in a while, so it seems like we we just had these events. But uh, but it, that was actually a month ago. Um, but that was a great event as well. And we'll just mosey on down along. Um, the big development that you heard today for the concept plan was the, the Lalonde um, project, which you just you just discussed tonight. And let's see what else we have. Um, we started taking a picture, like a snapshot, of some of the news and announcements that we have, uh, just to give, really to give the council an idea of, of the engagement that we're, that we're, um, having with the community, so you can see there's, that there's a variety of topics. The reason it shows some of these twice is because there's it rotates, and so you'll go through it once, and then you'll go through it again, and then you get back to the beginning. Um, but you'll see there's a variety of topics here. We try to keep them fresh and interesting. And then we have some of our, uh, did you want to look at that a little bit? 
Oh, I'm good. Oh, you're good. You're good. Okay. Um, and then we're also tracking our activity on all of our uh, platforms. So we have a reader board, um, business emails, social media, community resident email blast, as well as the business email blast. And so we're just trying to quanti you know, keep quantitative stats of that information so that we can just monitor that and also update our boards and commissions as appropriate. Um, and that's the end of the report. Questions? Yeah, I saw that. Centerville Lake got that grant. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. Centerville Lake was got it the like grant. a million dollars? It was a million dollars for the cleanup grant. Yeah, really it's great news. Huge. Yes, it was. Because wasn't this, the, didn't the city put some towards something down towards the. They were going to have to. Yeah. Uh, that was the ask, certainly. Um, and the ask was that a lot of, that there be a partnership <coughs> with some city and a few other organizations. And then it turned out that they got the full project funded. So it was, it was the number one on the ranking of um, projects that the watershed had yeah. submitted to the state. It was their number one request. Yeah. What will this actually clean up then? Um, so it's supposed to clean up... Um, the algae. Yeah, the algae, because it's like an alum treatment. Phosphorus. And, mm. Oh, phosphorus? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, phosphorus. It'll clear the lake up. Yeah, yeah, make it pretty again. So then... Yeah. How many good. years before it needs it again? Well, what will ha happen is it clarifies the water, mm -hmm. and so, but the downside is the sun then gets down and you'll see a lot more weed grow. Mm. But the lake itself will be much cleaner. Yeah, and it's my understanding that they did an alum treatment about 20 years ago, mm -hmm. and um, so it's time. And uh, so they're... That would help the county part two of the beach, mm -hmm. since I don't think they're... Yeah. And <coughs> that nice since that's been kind of ugly water for the last few years. I suppose this algae growth is due to runoff from um, neighborhood lawns from the farms and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And and if I may, I, you know what I recall Mark saying. So it doesn't really chemically alter anything other than it holds that phosphorus down, yeah. keeps it down. But then you get carp and those kind of things that are bottom feeders. Yeah. They start kicking that up, and that's why they're not they're they're not indigenous to those lakes, and, mm. and so um, it's what kicks it all up again too. So, but yeah, a lot of lawn fertilizer, you know, that's where it goes. A lot of people don't realize that stuff yeah. down in those drains, storm sewers. Eventually, they go into the creeks and the lakes. Yeah. Any yeah. other questions? Good stuff. Yeah, that's great. All right. Um, I'll get a, if I can get a motion to adjourn. I'll make a motion to adjourn. Just I'll second. All in favor, <laughs> signify say aye. 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 I'll adjourn. Yeah. Trying to find no, my